Hello fam, so I'm back here with Tall Daisy. Okay, that's the most easiest way I can call her name. Uh, Daisy, can you can you help us? Can you help me uh, help us tell them about you? Okay, Tall Daisy is is me. Yeah. Okay, is you your um, name? Dolapor. <laughs> Dolapor Oderide is my name. Okay. Okay. I'm sure that we've all had this thing uh, growing up. Um, you want to be something, okay? Even the ones your parents said you're going to be and the ones everybody taught you were going to be based on what you were doing. Uh, for me, I, I would always say the way it is. I was literally using my, my bare hands to test the things I was fixing, okay, that had something to do with electric, okay? Everyone I touch would probably tumble me, hit me on the bed, especially those old fans. You know those radio where you have the big disc, we had one that was so bad, and I had to start trying to fix it. And every time they bring the light and I want to check what I've done, I end up uh, putting it back then the light and then using my hands to check if there's current. Okay, and this will just carry me from one side of the bed or one side of the slate to the other. And then you talk about the fan. I think one day I did that and my mom ran into the room like, what's up, what's happening here? What's happening here? And you know, as a kid, when you do that thing, you're so cautious that you don't want to stop. And you don't want anybody to know that this is what you've done. So they don't take it away from you. Because I knew then that if my mom figures out that electric had shocked me, she'd probably take away everything I'm using to practice. And so I would just pretend as though I was fine. But she knows I'm not fine. But she's not sure what is really the problem. But then she gets to walk into the room later and the fan is walking. The fan that has not been walking for the past five years. And she's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, my son, you're going to be an electrical engineer. Make sure you put it in your school, oh, this one, that one, that one. But trust me, this is not what I am today. I didn't even put it in my jump. It was never in my arrangement, nothing. Okay? And so that brings me to this. You know that you enjoy social vices. You enjoy to talk about social stuff. And uh, that's why I'm bringing this one to you. Now tell me. What is it you wanted to be growing up? Or what is it they thought you were going to be growing up? Are you that person now or you're somebody else? Okay. I'm definitely not that person. Okay. Okay. So while growing up, my parents wanted me to become a medical doctor. Yeah. But then at the point I realized this is not for me because I could not handle blood, same blood, I am I'm a soft-hearted person till now. I can't stand somebody getting off. So I I did not see myself as a doctor because if I was a doctor and you were hurt in my presence, I might just start crying with you. Ouch. <laughs> so that that line is not for me. Okay, at a point I I read anything I could lay my hands upon newspapers, novels. I remember when I was in GSS 1, my cousin who attended, um, who was in the university, brought home a novel and I was reading it. So anything I could lay my hands upon, I read newspapers, everything, everything. So my, my family, my family members thought, okay, this is a prolific writer. This girl is going to be a prolific writer. You know, the Chino Achebe thing. Yeah. The Wallet Show in Cal Five. Yeah. 
So that was what everybody felt I was going to be. But then, at a point, I said, I think I'll just become a lawyer. But hey, there, there was this child. Wait, how were you changing there. all these things? Like you were just changing from one to the other. As a child, you get to decide you want to be whoever you want. I could, I could see um, an aeroplane and decide, oh, I want to fly an aeroplane tomorrow hey, when I grow up. Okay. So <laughs> okay. Now it sounds more complicated. <laughs> you know, as a child, you want to be different. Maybe, maybe for me, as um, I wouldn't say I'm weird. People, some people see me as weird now, but I wouldn't say I'm weird. It's just I like to explore. I like to see things. I like to check the friends' corners. What's happening here? What's happening? I want to know. So maybe I was like that as a child. Who knows? Okay. So as I was saying, I decided I wanted to become a lawyer. And um, there was this myth then amongst myself and my friends the idea of if you become a lawyer and they bring your daddy to court, are you going to send your daddy to jail? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like that. Then I decided, okay, I do not like this lawyer idea. I want to be something else. <laughs> For the sole reason <laughs> that you can't jail your dad. And, yeah. and it's so obvious that kids get to bring up this kind of stuff all the time. Like, you want yeah. to be something, and somebody yeah. is the killjoy. So, ah. You get it. You get it. So at a point, I just, I, I stuck with the idea of maybe I'll just go with my parents and become a medical doctor, if that is what they want me to be. While I was in um, junior secondary school, I was, with, I was still with the idea of becoming a medical doctor. Then there, um, there's this practice. I don't know if they, if they still do that now, but when I was in my secondary school then, there's this practice of when you get to your senior secondary school one, that's your SS1, mm. you get to be in the same class with those of you that want, that with everyone that wants to go for the sciences, the commercial, and the art student. You get to be in the same class. So you get to take all the subjects. Okay. Then the school gets to decide which is best for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I did not like mathematics. Okay. I hated mathematics with passion. Hi. So the school decided after the exam, I excelled in all my art subjects. My commercial subjects, I failed my account. My sciences, I failed, I think I failed my physics or so. Might be physics or my chemistry lessons. So I failed those. So the school decided you're going to art class. When I got to art class, we discussed what the future will hold. And I decided there and then I went to become a linguist. Oh, God. You just keep changing things. You're just being so eventful. <laughs> yeah, I decided I want, I want to become a linguist. I want to learn a different language apart from English and Yoruba. I am Yoruba, so apart from English and Yoruba, I want to learn a different language. Maybe Chinese, maybe German, maybe Spanish. Besides, I look Chinese, so... I decided I wanted to go for a Chinese language then. Mm. So after secondary school, 
a push into the university and boom, I got my, um, I wasn't picked to read my course. I wasn't picked by my school of choice. And time was going now. So I decided, let me just do another school and let's see whatever they give me. And I got picked to study mass communication. Oh, wow. So can you see from being a doctor <laughs> to being a lawyer, to being, being a lawyer, to being a linguist? Yeah, I ended up being a mass communication student. And um, I didn't like the idea of being a mass communicator because everybody wanted to be a mass communicator. And I felt I'm different. I should do something different. I'm different from every other person. So I should be, I should do something different and excel in a different course of study. But alas, I got into the mass communication department and I decided, okay, this is what God wants for me. This is what I should do. You know, there's this, this the way we associate um, spirituality with whatever is going on in our lives. Exactly. So, I was going to talk about that. Don't worry, I'm getting there. Don't worry, just finished. I will use your words against you. <laughs> so I just decided, okay, I'm going to be a mass communicator. And, you know, the journey has been, has been has, fair. Has yeah, it been? You know, life. Has it been good or uh, scale of 100? I'll say 50-50 then. So do you think if you were to be uh, a doctor, would it have been better? Uh, no, 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 no. If you were to be a lawyer, would it have been better? Maybe. I think. Maybe you think. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe it would have been better, you know. I think it chose right anyway, because being a mass communicator comes with a lot of things. I think what really matters about being a mass communicator or enjoying your flying in the media is being able to enjoy uh, the provision that's already been created out there. I think that uh, people mm -hmm. who are actually within the media space they enjoy a lot of luxury. The luxury I'm talking about is the fact that you can actually put your phone in front of you and you have a talk. You can actually um, record something and it's out there. You have stuff like podcasts. You have stuff like vodcast. Um, you can literally go live on podcasts. And then you now have the terrestrial radio. So if you can't find yourself in there, you can find yourself doing these, these other options or more. So I think that as a mass communicator, the, the, the chances are bigger, really. It just depends on how much of it you can take. And we're not taking much of it here because we don't know what it means to be an independent broadcaster. Have you heard, have you heard about that before? Yes. A freelance broadcaster. Do you think a freelance broadcaster can make progress in this country? No. Why? Maybe, um, let me not say no. Let me just say, I I'll be in between. It depends on your, your passion, depends on the zeal. If you feel, okay, this is what I want to do, and you put in your zeal and passion, you might just, you might just get a breakthrough in it. But then if you feel, wow, I'm, I'll just get relaxed and let things work out, let people get to know me. There's this thing with, um, with radio or with being a communicator, you have to, you know, there are so many people out there. You have to, you have to push. I, I don't want to say the word fight, but you have to push to get yourself out there because 
there are so many people out there that are way more far more better than you so you have to put in your no, very I would, very no, i would disagree with you there i would disagree with okay. you now the problem here is that everybody is trying to fit into a particular space okay yeah. and you and i can agree that that particular space right now is overcrowded so mm -hmm. we're struggling and some people are being pounded on some people are some people have gone through a lot of stampede okay that they no longer survive within that space and so they are dead on that space so they move out to something else some people that did that yeah. did mass communication they're busy doing organic cream right now some of them are doing different <laughs> other things because the place is condensed okay. now the mm -hmm. thing is it's not about the competition in there. I don't think anybody's better than anybody. Trust me. What really matters is okay. the commitment, not even the move. You can actually have an amazing result. You probably came out with your first class in mass communication and all of that shit, and you won't get a job. And even if you get a job, you won't even get a job that's good enough to define what you've gone through or can define what, you've, what you have on paper. That's because the academic institution here, the people who hire people understand that nothing much is being done in the academic institutions. So not, yeah. not enough of them really learn what it means to be a mass communicator. They just do the theoretical aspect of it, go to the school radio station once in four years, and the people don't think they're ready to, be on, to go on air for something that they pay so much money for license and space, okay? And so what really happens yeah. when we now come out with our CVs and all, no job. And so you find something else to do and you abandon your certificate. That's not because you have to try so hard because the people in there are so good. Most of the people that are dragging the space right now are people who didn't even study anything that has to do with mass communication or anything. Some of them studied English, some studied some other thing, but just because they have the opportunity, the chance and the zeal, like you said, the passion. Okay, they are, mm -hmm. they are rolling out there and beating the space. But I think that thing that I have not really been taken advantage of is uh, being able to groom self. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. you can be a mass communicator right now and you don't know how to use your phone for podcast or vodcast. You don't even know how to pass proper information or do a research because this is what people don't know. Uh, when it comes to paying attention to you, uh, as a mass communicator or as a journalist or as an OEP or anything, people don't want to go around getting the information themselves. They think it's your job. They think it's something you have to bring to the table. If they have to follow you or listen to you, they, they believe that you have to go through the stress of going, you have to go through the research yourself and bring the end result to mm -hmm. them. So it's like trying to find exactly why the Naira is 720 today. <laughs> yeah. And come to tell them, okay, um, the Naira is now 720. This is, these are the reasons why the Naira is 720. Okay? That way they're going to listen to you because they want to get details. Some people don't even know what's happening. But when you come and tell them that, okay, the Naira is 720 because of A, B, C, D that has gone wrong. Now that makes you a king. Because they're going to keep coming for more information. Why? Because they don't have to keep searching to get this information. You have this information. You're giving it to them. And you must have gone through hell to bring together this information. It might be online, offline, whatever it is you did, probably through discussions and all, and you brought them information and they're good. Now, you can agree with me that most mass communicators are quite lazy 
to research. And so therefore, since they can't research, they can neither write nor voice. So it's only when you're prepared to boost yourself, then you're preparing yourself for whatever media house that want to take you. Because the truth is, most media houses are not interested in how much degree you made in school because they know that everything that has been taught in your school locally are all theory. There's no practical to it. Unless you studied abroad, of course, mm-hmm. that's when they pounce on you and they rush you and they bring you in because they know that you've been practicing for years, so you have experience already. Right here, they know you don't have experience. They ensure they know that 80% of the people graduating don't have experience. All they have is the certificate and all. And they don't have the zeal or the time to train you because they believe they want to make money, they want to pay bills and all. So the time to now start training you and wasting their time is something they can do. But if on your own, you took, up, you took it out yourself to create your own audience, do some research, okay. add to them once an hour, probably once a week or twice a week, and you have people following you, the truth is when you apply for those jobs, you're not applying with a CV that is blank. You're applying with your audience practically. So you're saying, come, I'm bringing my people to your station. Are you taking me or not? Do you understand? Now, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's okay. huge pride. And now they know that you're not, they're not coming to teach you what you already know. Like you already know how you do your thing. And so it's either they're taking you that way or not. Some people even get offers. Depending on how good you are, they can send you a mail and ask you, come, do you want to, do you want to work for us? That's because they've seen that at least 100 people pay attention to what you do. And trust me, um, not up to 500 people listen to terrestrial radio every day, to be very frank with you. Because uh, most, people, most young people right now don't listen to radio. Why? Because most of them use iPhones and the other ones need antenna on their phone, which they're not very good at. So they, can, they only listen to podcasts if they really want to have that vibe. Or they listen to radio when they're in a car or in a taxi. So you understand now that the energy for terrestrial radio is really dropping. Yeah. So if, it, if they see you that you can at least command up to 100, 100 and 150 f- listeners via your podcast or your vodcast or whatever it is you do to interact with people, you're a target. You're an amazing target for them. And that's the point that people don't want to take. I, I don't see a mass communicator putting a front. You just bring up your phone and all you do is video yourself saying nothing. Now, I think that's a red flag. I think that's a red flag. And that's why I believe that no one is better than anyone. I think the people who are better are the people who really understand the business. And if you understand the business on your own, you can decide to grow yourself. And that's why I believe that you can actually be an independent broadcaster in this country. Why? Because you don't have so many of them right now. Sure, you don't have them already now. I wanted to say that. Exactly. So what you can do is, what anyone can do now is, okay, for the people who've already graduated from school, it's going to take them a while now to get themselves on board. For the people who are schooling right now, someone needs to tell them, come, start a podcast or start a vodcast or start something, start researching, start talking, start sharing so that people get to understand what you're up to. So by the time you graduate, nobody's asking you for years of experience before they hire you. And then at some point in time, you're not even bothered if they hire you or not, because if you're commanding audience, it means that you can as well get sponsorships. You can as well get people who are going to advertise via your podcast or your vodcast or whatever it is you do and pay you money for it. And you're doing some other job and you're still broadcasting. So you're not letting your passion go. At the same time, you're doing some other thing. So you're, you're literally making money both ways. 
or you are still driving your passion both ways. And so that's why I believe that it's not congested. It's just that everybody's trying to fit into the same box and it's a problem and it's going to explode. We're all going to be out of jobs very soon if we're still struggling. That's true. I actually support that. But then I must say that as much as you want to be an independent um, broadcaster, you understand the fact that people or um, youth out there that just, you know, that just um, finishes school, coming out, getting into the work system, they want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. You want to get a job, a stable job where you get an income, where you get to rely on it. So you have to, as much as you want to do it on a low scale, you still have to get some facilities that will make things work out smoothly, make your podcast great, make you sound great. You want to go for um, for sound um, sound classes, you know, your diction classes now, yeah. You want to go for your diction classes, you want to get perfect English and the likes. So there are still some sacrifices to be made, and that's where passion comes in. If you are really determined that, okay, this is what I want, this is what I'm pushing for, this is what I want to go for, you get it, but then it comes with a lot, lot of energy and cash. You need to put in cash. And youths nowadays do not really, I do not, I do not really see, well, maybe for few of us, because I'm still a young girl myself, maybe for few of us, but then people out there today, the youths out there today do not really, I do not see that zeal in them. And for the competition part, I must say there is competition in the industry because um, not, for, not for people that have been in the business, for a long while, no, but for aspiring OAPs, broadcasters, journalists, there is competition because you want to outshine this, you want to outshine that, and it causes a rift between. Okay, but you, but you know, but you know, there's a problem. You know, you've just highlighted the problem. Okay, and the problem is. I don't think it's even a problem for those the only people aspiring. I think the problem is for everyone, okay, even those in the field and those aspiring. Um, the people yeah. who are already in the field are competing with the other people who are actually on their level, whereas the people who are aspiring are also competing with the people who are on their level and trying to see if they can get to the level of the other people and overtake them. But you, but you know that... But you know that the step is quite simple. Okay, it's, it's just like this, just like what we said. Hmm? Uh, I just gave an instance. The Naira uh, is 720 against the dollar today. Now, you, you get to hear this news. Everybody's complaining, and you're not even sure why. Okay? Um, I'm telling you right now, you're surprised, because probably you've not seen it. And even if you've seen it, you're not sure why. Okay, all you know is that the economy is bad, and so therefore the money, our money is dropping. But do you know that you can research right now and find out exactly why the naira dropped against the dollar that much? You can probably check the history as to when it started dropping and why. Probably one economic failure, probably because of our uh, downgraded reserves, a lot of things. Now, by the time you put these things together and you come up and you say, um, Y'all have heard that the Naira has gone down against the dollar 720 again. 
um, everybody's complaining about the same thing, um, bad economic policies, everybody wants to stone the president, everybody wants the CBN governor to, to uh, retire himself. But these are the main reasons why our money is falling. Now, as soon as you say that, trust me, about 60% of these people are going to pay attention. Okay? Now you begin to say, okay, uh, because we're not producing, we're importing, because uh, fuel marketers need so much money to import fuel, because uh, all, all the contracts by the foreign companies are being carried out uh, here and we pay them in dollars instead of naira. You can highlight a lot of things and then you poke this, these issues and you see that the next person is going to be interested in finding your page every time something else comes up or find your, your link or something every time something comes up. Why? Because you tend to go for the research for them and you bring it to them. So they don't, they don't need to go researching themselves because it's quite stressful. Some of them don't have the time. And they require that a journalist or someone who can do that gets to build up the information for them and give to them. Now, with that background that you already have doing that, you can use just your phone to do that. And all you need is a page or something. And you're doing that. You can as well, if you just graduated from school and you didn't start early and you tend to get a job, now it's still not enough for you to leave, what you, to leave your passion behind just because you couldn't rush into a radio station or a TV station to get a job, which they couldn't give to you. You can keep driving your passion while doing your job. That makes you an independent broadcaster. If at some point in time you begin to make so much progress, it's either you want to apply to get back into the field where you studied to be, or you stay where you are and command sponsorships. Okay, because it will now depend on how many people listen and how much traffic you pull or what you really do, what you, what you pay attention to do. That would now win you a sponsorship or an attraction. Now, you, do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I hope with this little point of mine, I have not been able to confuse you, but convince you. Uh, is that how they do the debates? Forgot to know. Yeah, you're on it. You're getting it. I'm getting it right. <laughs> oh wait, we went from what you wanted to be as a kid to discussing. We went from what? Went, oh, we went from, went from what you wanted to be as a kid to defending defending mass communication. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> wow, that's that's a real serious one. Well, uh, trust me. This thing I'm doing right now, it's practically a hobby, really. It's a hobby. So you can imagine that. If I could take it as a hobby, how about the person that really studied it? Somebody defended them defended the thing one time when they said that most people who who get mass communication to study didn't really get it willingly. Like this they applied for something else and they threw them to that place. So it's not like they enjoyed it. And so it's easier for them to abandon always, it for something else. It's always congested. Maybe not in private universities, but in public state universities, the classes are always congested, mass communication. So oh, that, it's always a big like a big, big class. So, in cause of this right now, do you now believe that there's, there's room for independent broadcasting? 
yeah, there's room for it if mm-hmm. if if you are willing to put in the your passion, the zeal you want for the job. That's just why I believe. Because if there's no zeal and there's no passion, there's no way you're going to move forward in the industry, like in that field. There's just no way. Well, the way you sound right now, you sound like this is a very big movie industry. But we're going to leave it for the next time. (laughs) It's really a wide industry. Like, it's really a wide one because you get to see different shades of journalism. You get to see different shades of mass communication. In the, you, you, you just, you just, you, you'll be surprised at something new, something innovative. Somebody else's, somebody else creates out of mass communication, and you'd be like, okay, so this has been lying here all this while, and I did not discover it. So it's a very wide space. It's a very wide. It just it, it depends on what you're willing to do, and how much you can do it. Okay, fam. Um, Tall Daisy said, "Is how much you're willing to do, and how much you're willing to do it." Is it? Did I get it right? Is it's it? How much you're willing to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Okay, I wanted to repeat your phrase, but it's fine. I tried. Thank you very much. Just, just give me small rating. So, yeah, fam, you've been listening to the voice of uh, Tall Daisy, okay? Um, I'm doing my this podcast with Tall Daisy. Tall Daisy is co-hosting this podcast with me. And uh, we're talking about um, what we are to be as a kid versus what we are now. And I didn't have a chance to talk about my own deeply because Tall Daisy came with mass communication and we all got soaked into it. So... We're going to leave my own version for the next episode. Abby? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Any final words? Okay. Um, whatever you do find yourself, whatever cost you're studying in. You school, sound very tired. You like you're going to impact tiredness in all of them. Okay. Now, let me say it now. Whatever field you mm-hmm. find yourself, you <laughs> might be. <laughs> Okay, so it's just whatever field you find yourself, whatever course of study you're doing right now, whatever thing you want to do, to me, I think it's just the passion, doing what you know how to do best, putting in your best, putting in your top interest and excelling in it. That's just because you're not going to do something now and, you know, you stop um, between and you pick on something else. No, it doesn't work that way. So you have to. Keep on doing, 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 doing. Like you need to keep on doing what you know how to do best to get to where you're going. Do it that way.